Welcome to the Gatecast. Yes, this is the Gatecast, and no, this isn't going to be Stargate. We've got a bonus episode this week. Alan and Jacob will be discussing the recent Doctor Who 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor. Sit back and enjoy. Well, good evening and welcome to a very special episode of Gatecast. I'm going off format and Mike's refused to help, so I brought in some local help instead. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello, Internet, and everyone listening out there. I am York Blair again at the University of Orba Academy. And, uh, well, I was just shanghaied into doing a bit of talking for you today. Yes, since this is recorded the day following the actual broadcast of the 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who, so we're going to just pretty much jump straight in, and you'll probably hear audio in the background from the episode from my funky 5.1 speaker system, without the finished subtitles which featured in the one that I recorded off the TV. And we have a classic-style opening. Pretty much the 50s uh, show, and we fade into a policeman walking along, approaching the uh, iconic junkyard. Thoughts? Not much at this point. Uh, it's a classical start and uh, a classical uh, Bobby at the junkyard, and we see Clara finishing up what it supposed to be her job I suppose as a teacher a young man is entering the room uh, telling her that that she has gotten a call from the doctor or her doctor she is speeding off at a motorbike uh, Uh, I I would be inclined to say a sort of a 50s or 60s style scooter a Vespa unless I'm much mistaken so sort of hearkening back to the old days. That's right. And now this shot is the very same shot which ended the Adventures in Time and Space, the William Hartnell, uh, obviously without the TARDIS being there, but that shot was the closing shot and the opening shot on Adventures in Time and Space, the William Hartnell uh, tribute. Yeah, that is what we... Uh that's what we call an homage. <laughs> Matt Smith with the fake quiff, because I know from the uh, Graham Norton show I watched on Friday that his head's pretty much shaved. <laughs> yes. And odd considering what happened to Clara at the end of the last season, how she's still here. That'll have to be explained at some point in uh, the next season or Christmas specials. Uh. Well, Clara is, in theory, everywhere. And we have the TARDIS cheerfully uh, helicoptered along. Unit. This is a very nice uh, nod to uh, Brigadier, the, the actor whom unfortunately died sometime last year. 
Yes. She, she actually has the TARDIS noise as a ringtone. <laughs> yes, and, and of course the, the um, scarf she's wearing is also a very nice nod. Uh, she is appearing to be some kind of fangirl, as it were. I think you got confused there. The ringtone is uh, oh, yeah, Miss Refuge Lewis's true. ringtone. Yeah, she is the uh, geeky assistant. Yeah, well, the geeky assistant is a, uh, <laughs> a, a fan girl. Nice aerial shot of London. Which is all considering most of this is from the Cardiff. <laughs> yes, and also it's kind of uh, interesting in that uh, I hadn't seen any of these shots before I saw the episode yesterday. Uh, and I didn't hear anything about the leak on the internet. Uh, leaking on the internet. I saw the shot while I was watching uh, the Blue Peter in a desperate attempt to avoid assignments and look at anything faintly Doctor Who, because they, they couldn't keep this because it's Trafalgar Square. Yes, yes, I know that. <laughs> kind of hard to keep this a secret. <laughs> yes, but I still hadn't seen the actual shot. Yeah. But that's. Uh, well, with a hair blowing like that, she kind of reminds me of Alex Sink Kingston. Yeah. Well, no, I I'm a folklorist, not a historian, but. Um, uh, it's um, it's an interesting narrative detail that is starting uh, with a timeline uh, that apparently has something to do with the, the, the 1500s uh, and uh, of course uh, Matt Smith or the uh, 11th Doctor have uh, nodded back to uh, the joke that he uh, that uh, the um, so-called virgin queen wasn't actually a virgin in, in earlier episodes. I want an A0 print, not of this, but of the other one. Okay. The Fall of Gallifrey. But uh, interestingly enough, he refers to it as the Unified Intelligence Task Force, but during, uh, during uh, Patrick Trenton's time when it was introduced, it was actually the United Nations International Task Force, but they decided to change it yes. that's a very nice holographic yeah, effect yeah, yeah. on the painting yeah. changing the task force g gave it a more um, imperial feel as it were uh, which is of course interesting when uh, a lot of the uh, things that in this episode has to do with, with uh, Elizabeth the first and dropping the UN gives it a more English feel as it were um, oddly enough, now is Matt Smith tall or is the woman who plays Clara really, really short? Because he's a good, uh, there's a quick shot of John Hurt, all eyebrowy and gravelly and gravitas. <laughs> well, I do think that uh, I had never met Matt Smith personally, but uh, he is a, a quite tall man. 
at least. Well, you have probably met Matt Smith, haven't you? No, but Dave Trace has. In fact, Dave Trace features in the Culture Show documentary on Doctor Who. And here we have... And we have a beautiful space shot, which we're going to have to shout over. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful space shot and uh, of the uh, Dalek and the Time Lord War here, uh, or uh, the uh, invasion of Gallifrey. Really, actually, uh, a really, uh, let's say, classical uh, science fiction-y space shot and invasion this we got flying saucers and laser beams I mean I'm sure Mike was creaming himself but there were points during this show that I noticed it was actually hard, kind of hard to make out the dialogue over the uh, incidental music the incidental music wasn't and the first Dalek of the show just rolled in uh, using the usual phrase of exterminate uh, but also uh, back to the classicness of, of this uh, scene uh, it's a classic battle scene that uh, really has some nice old school feeling. a nice shot of the TARDIS and uh, what I assume is John Hurt's shadow <laughs> yes. John's decided in the middle of a battle where hundreds of people are dying to engage in a little graffiti. But they don't appear to be exterminating. Did he say just do it? No, just don't, I think. Oh dear. Yes, the Doctor is detected and uh, uh, by the Daleks, uh, who is doing very little exterminating at the moment. Uh, Hurt then uh, doing his graffiti, it says no more. And uh, in comes a TARDIS, or the TARDIS, with the beautiful score in the background. And battering ram. Tardis is battering ram. <laughs> There's your explanation, pal. God, I was watching this the first time I thought, that looks expensive. Yes, yes, the, the Beeb really have uh, gone all out. Uh, we're seeing the Gallifrey War Room at the moment and also in this set you can see there has been some money spent on this episode I would be inclined to say mo movie level uh, investments, uh, movie level effects I mean when the BBC want to pull all the stops out it looks very pretty and, and we can feel that I, I, I actually feel sorry for my downstairs neighbour due to the soap opera <laughs> Well, I don't. Uh, 
my uh, esteemed colleague is living in a student uh, accommodation and it's just the, the people downstairs need to learn that you have a subwoofer anyway and at least you're not blasting any music this is just sound effects blasting how appropriate yeah. <laughs> and council has walked into the vault and discovered oh dear it's gone Uh, any thoughts on, on the uh, design on the Gallifreyan uh, council members? Um, it's as it was. I mean, it's a, the materials are looking a little more modern, but that incredibly uncomfortable and completely pointless uh, neck collar piece is still there. Yeah. And here we have. Here we have a sort of peaceful desert scene. And I have to admit, I didn't even cop it was her when she popped up. John Hurt giving us his uh, uh, speech here on and modus operandi, as it were, trying to end the war between the Daleks and, and uh, the Time Lords. It's a lovely speech. I wasn't saying anything because I didn't want to talk over it. I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in a sort of pretty... Not so, uh, the, the theme seems to be beach rather than desert. There are leaves and things. And I'm sure those tracks are a nod to something. This is probably full of in-references, which I'm not getting. Feel free to give us feedback. This episode won't have a number, but I will bung it on the feed shortly. As soon as I get a chance to edit it. And the beautiful little box of doom, uh, which I assume will be uh, replicated by all of you, or at least made into a toy uh, to the <laughs> for the Christmas market. Uh, so it's really a beautiful piece. Uh, I wouldn't mind owning one of them. It's a steampunk doomsday device. Well, technically, because it's clockwork, it's clockwork punk. But yeah. Ah, Billy Piper. And he doesn't seem to have realised. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday, when you saw this with my uh, lovely wife, uh, she said, you idiot, it's the interface. My friend Katie at the end said, in a cinema, which caused the entire cinema to burst out laughing, but what about the Zygons? He's actually surprisingly good. Uh, when I when I saw her appear in the Eccleston opener, I was like, "Oh dear, it's a bloody teeny bopper." But also, it's an interesting choice uh, of cameo, as it were, uh, with Rose uh, being the the uh, interface. Yeah, and he just realised she is the interface. Yeah. 
She got rather careworn and slightly battered and sort of ratty jacket. Oh you. my. Jangling around in that dusty old head of yours. I chose this base and form, especially for you. It's from your past. Looks from your future. I'm a bit you're too mixed up. <laughs> I don't have a future. I think. Yes, a bit of uh, a Time Lord technology humour there. Past and future melting into uh, one timeline or one concept of time. Oh, yeah, she is the bad wolf. She's not Rose Tyler, as it were. Really? Ah, naughty. We're, we're getting, we're getting, finally, a bit of sort of darkness. A bit time, I think. It's something Stephen Moffat does well, but he's gone far too much on the light fluffiness. And the 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 very little bit this episode that's light and fluffy, at least until Tenant pops up anyway. Yes, and and uh, he said somewhere, or was it he, or was it Neil Gaiman who said there's an an inherent darkness in the Doctor Who franchise, you know, scaring kids and whatnot. Which, uh, if you want to hear more about uh, the concept of scaring kids. Uh, there was a really good BBC Four interview with uh, uh, folklorists of of Great Britain discussing scaring kids. Is it good for them or not? Can you not plug your PhD? It wasn't me. But I was just saying the concept of scaring kids is actually uh, very uh, inherent in the Doctor Who uh, franchise. Be with uh, really, really good antagonists like the the, the uh, angels and and the silence and most of the antagonists of the of the Who world. Yeah, I'm not missing a distinct absence of knowledge of Who prior to like 2004 or so. <laughs> Very fundamental question: How many children are in Gallifrey that you're about to burn? That's a concept for scaring the kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to be a mass murderer. Ah, that's a worthy thing. A timey wimey swirly thing, apparently. <laughs> And a fez. She wasn't expecting the fez. The time was over. Why have you brought us here to look at a painting? The painting only serves as Elizabeth's credentials. Proof that the letter is from her. It's not why you're here. Indeed not. My dearest love, I hope the painting where this Gallifrey falls will serve as proof that it is your Elizabeth who writes to you now. You will recall that you pledged yourself to the safety of my kingdom. In this capacity, I have appointed you as curator of the undergallery, where deadly danger to England is locked away. Should any disturbance occur within its walls, it is my wish that you be summoned. Godspeed, gentle husband. How many times has he been married? Well, 
And again, a, a interesting. Well, Elizabeth the First was, of course, known as the Virgin Queen. Uh, being someone's wife uh, clearly states that she wasn't a virgin. That would depend. But that's not possible. I not necessarily a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt Smith now entering the, the uh, gallery, or actually the front room of the gallery, and a, a nice uh, view of David Tennant, or actually a picture of David Tennant and uh, Elizabeth I. David with a nice roof. And there we have a fringe-style uh, date and location. And David announces himself with his uh, catchphrase. And on a white horse riding out of the TARDIS uh, with Elizabeth I on the. Uh, well, tagging along behind him. Uh, you could call it tagging. But we're a family podcast, so we don't go beyond that. Uh, David Tennant and Elizabeth I, or the Doctor, as we were, and Elizabeth I uh, enjoying a, a nice outing uh, on the fields of England somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, a nice pig. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Doctor now claiming that Elizabeth is not English. Of course I will. Ah, gotcha. My love. One, the real Elizabeth would never have accepted my marriage proposal. Oh dear. Two, the real Elizabeth would notice when I just casually mention having a different face. The real Elizabeth is a shape-shifting alien from outer space. And... Ding! <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a machine that goes, ding. That's actually a reference to, um... Police squad. Or possibly Monty Python, the machine that goes, ping. Oops. Yes, uh, the Saigon was apparently the horse. Oh, and Tenant realizing he's just promised to marry uh, the Queen of England. Sorry, I like that line. It means we're going to need a new horse. <laughs> Oops. Oh, good one, Doctor Nightwing. Virgin Queen, so much for history. I missed it actually that line yesterday. Oh. The Virgin Queen. She wasn't wearing sensible shoes. That was a very interesting that she takes the role as damsel in distress running around in the forest and uh, Tenant now 
Oh, his machine that goes ding has something to do uh, has something to say about a rabbit, apparently, and giving uh, the I'm the doctor speech to a rabbit, uh, which looks very much like a domesticated <laughs> rabbit, actually. Domesticated giant rabbit. Oopsie. That appears to have actually been him. Step away from her, Doctor. Jumping uh, uh, over the branch. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how is it with the the uh, the uh, doctors? Are they doing their own stunt work and running around in forests and stuff like that? Matt Smith did comment that he did want to dangle from the uh, TARDIS, but he wasn't sure they'd lift him the full ninety feet. Before arranging one, it's not working. One might surmise that the creature would lend cookies a protect itself from any simple means of detection. Clearly, you understand the creature better than I. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm just offering Jacob some snack food. Tearing the fabric of reality. Oh. Better get up. Yes. And the thing that happened is the fizz. Yes. And we cut back to uh, our current timeline, and the painting opens. Welcome to the under gallery. Apparently, um, Elizabeth I was into censorship. Um, also, the doctor Matt Smith now checking out the stone dust on the floor. And the geeky assistant. <laughs> yes. Hello, Al. Hello, Al. Do I have a desk? No. And I want a desk. <laughs> Get a team. Analyze the stone dust. Inhaler. Mm. Oopsie. Oh, look. A Now, why the Fez is in the dark gallery, I do not understand. That was never explained. Because. <laughs> Ooh, glass. Looks like ice, actually, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And again, a very classical uh, theme here. Uh, the glass is broken from the inside, which is, of course, happening in, in many murder stories and other stories throughout. Uh, literary history but yes uh, someone left the painting by shattering the glass on the painting from the inside yes they did as a very generic uh, pad quite deliberately in no way identifiable manufactured by any particular company this whole place has been searched 
Yes, well, I don't know, uh, in a, you know if BBC is allowed to do any deliberate uh, plugging of, of products. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what the fence is for. Mine's bigger. Oh yeah. A wonderful comparison of of um, or comparing of uh, screwdrivers by the two doctors um, now teaming up in fifteen uh, hundred or so, five hundred sixty-two England. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> ah, different glasses. Takes that hook. Hmm. Everything neatly ties up. Sorry I'm not saying much, but it's actually rather compelling, even if we have seen it before. <laughs> Say gone. Okay, you used to be. You've done all this before. What happens next? I don't remember. How can you forget this? Hey, hang on, it's not my fault. You're obviously not paying enough attention. Reverse the polarity. It's not working. We're both reversing the polarity. <laughs> Yes, uh, throughout this episode there's a, a, a nice play on the different doctors and here there two doctors are joined by a third one played by John Hurt. Good afternoon. I'm looking for the doctor. Who is looking for the doctor? Well, 
Blatant, let's say, joke. Uh, yeah, uh, let's leave it at that. Oh, showing off of the uh, sonic screwdrivers again. The older uh, hurts uh, realizing that he's talking to two doctors. You're my future self. Yes. Hmm. I'm having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. And that was one of the really nice things of this episode is that the, the pointing of screwdrivers is actually pointless, as it were. Because uh, it is a scientific instrument and not a weapon. The Queen of England is bewitched. I would have the doctor's head. Oh. This has all the makings of your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. What is that? What's that He's very. Uh, I think. I think he owes a lot in his style to uh, Hartnell. He's a sort of grumpy elfler. Well, he means you. <laughs> 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 Hello? Yeah, you're only cute. You shouldn't be a witch. Hello. Would you mind telling hmm. these prattling mortals to get themselves big on? What he said. Just a tiny bit more colour. <laughs> <laughs> prattling mortals of you. And Clara. Threatening to turn the <laughs> soldiers into frogs. <laughs> Says the man who coined the phrase. Yes. You don't seem to be feeling. How tremendously brave of you. Which one are you? What under the other one? Indisposed. Long live the Queen. Long live the Queen. Arrest these men. Take them to the tower. That is not the Queen of England, that's an alien duplicate. And you can take it from him because he's really checked. Oh, shut <laughs> <laughs> No, hang on, the tower. Did you say the tower? Yes, brilliant. Love the Ancient stony things. <laughs> Knowing the BBC, this probably is the terror one. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the set they constructed to resemble it. Three of us in one cell, it's going to cause some nasty anomalies if we don't get out soon. What are you doing? Getting it out. Getting a nice shot of uh, John Hurt's uh, uh, Sonic screwdriver, uh, probably also hitting various nerd stores and internets in a near future, I guess. One wonders if it's a Star Wars reference because air doctors, who are sort of good and kind at all, have the classic uh, green and blue uh, Sonic screwdrivers. John Hurts is red. 
Well, which is generally the sort of lightsaber wielded by the Sith. <laughs> and the geeky sidekick now saying they smashed up a, a lot of old statues in which uh, when I saw it yesterday I thought we were gonna get angels reassembling from the floor but it didn't happen. Uh, on the other hand we have covered up yes Saigons the Saigons had escaped the painting and are now in the gallery very tentacly but they look like classic Doctor Who monsters not sort of you know the shiny bears no resemblance whatsoever new modern recreation Yeah, because the best thing to do is to open the doors. Yes. <laughs> there we are. Excuse me, I'm going to need my inhaler. I do hate it when I get one of the defects. <laughs> what, the inhaler or the person? You're standing on the scarf. How dare you stand on the scarf? Yes, and who would it be her sister then? That was what I uh, was thinking throughout this scene because the Saigon saying that I wish I copied your sister, are we getting a... Uh, is there a reference for this? Not that I've looked up. By the way, why does uh, uh, there always seem to be a sign saying top secret on stuff that is top secret? We may actually drive past it en route to Cardiff. There is a sign, you know, the brown and white touristy signs for the UK, upon which is written secret nuclear bunker. <laughs> Again, just proving my point. Uh, and apparently, Clara has been here before. Uh, which we haven't seen in any of the episodes yet. And I'm sure I saw a slightly out of focus of uh, focus photo of Rory there. Hmm. Ah yes, Captain Harkness. I was actually surprised John Barrowman didn't pop up in this. Yes. And also, uh, River Song was absent, uh, which kind of made me a little bit sad. Okay, so oh, that reference to rewriting history in American movies was probably uh, a dig at their Enigma one. Where the Americans apparently rescued the Enigma machine, which was not, in fact, what happened. <laughs> Well, hmm. if you found it, photograph it and send it to my phone. That's an iPhone. Um, hey. Should they be here? Like they oh, they probably just finished. 
Oh yes, and uh, everyone except Clara in the room is a Saigon. Kind of a nasty shot and a half a human Saigon morph action going on. Uh, and a full Saigon and they are kind of nasty actually. Fun. No, you haven't. Bye bye. Now we got them all impressed with their own cleverness. <laughs> oh, yes, this uh, entire team up in the basement of uh, the tower was actually quite interesting. <laughs> I did get the 11th Doctor now by Hurt. The 10th and the 11th Doctor getting well, looking at Hurt in dread. History with the invisible Lily Piper. Well, he could just basically be a figment of uh, his rather overwrought imagination. Yes, uh, if that was so, or if that is in what indeed what uh, Moffat intended, that would be a beautiful uh, way to show how. Uh, sick and twisted uh, John Hurst's character That's actually really is. Uh, seeing figna figments of his imagination and acting upon them, that would... Uh, it takes a special kind of madness. Of course you did. Oh dear. You forgot. 400 years, is that all it takes? I moved on. Where? Where can you be now that you could forget something like that? He doesn't age. No, no, no. For once, I would like to know where I'm going. No, you really wouldn't. Alex, ref Alex Kingston reference? Yeah. The word spoilers? I don't know who you are. Either of you. I haven't got the faintest idea. Hey, you. Mm. Yeah, now this is where people start talking about possible uh, splits and things. Yes. And also, it's a really nice build up to uh, the different. Yeah. <laughs> and really nice build up to the different uh, characteristics of, of the different doctors. something funny? Did I miss a funny thing? Sorry. It just occurred to me, this is what I'm like when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same screwdriver. This was a really same interesting same. idea, by the way, the one with the, the, the uh, several screwdrivers being interconnected. Or, you know, 
hundred years. Sorry? Well, at a software level, they're all the same device, aren't they? Same software, different case. Yeah. So? So, it would take centuries for the screwdriver to calculate how to disintegrate the door. Scanning the door, implanting the calculation as a permanent subroutine in the software architecture. And if you really are me, with your statues and your dicky bow, <laughs> that, that screwdriver is still mine. That calculation is still going on. Oh, yes. Yeah, still going. And they're really sort of, yes, we've worked out and it's fantastic and it's all going well and all we have to do is blow the door up now. Yes, uh, but of course, Clara just strolls in. Clever. The door was not even locked, and uh, Elizabeth the first explaining that she wanted to know what would happen if they tried to escape. Back in the the first timeline, as it were, uh, the geeky assistant. Going in, this is a really horror themed shot actually uh, with a lot of horror th thematics so, since the since this is gatecast uh, I, this does reference an episode in which I forget I may insert it later or in the notes where the aliens came in took over the SG-1 and replicated the people but they were hanging in a sort of web type thing, not dissimilar to this. The Zygons lost their own world. It burnt in the first days of the time war. Oh look, this stage is cute. And now we're getting uh, the Zygons modus operandi. They want to take over Earth. Uh, because their uh, world is uh, destroyed in the time wars. And it was quite fascinating. Uh, the Saigons translating themselves into pictures or into the picture, the time uh, lord. Not a picture, it's a status quo. I really relish the fact of that uh, time lord art also is bigger on the inside. Um, cup of soups. But uh, interestingly enough, the bigger on the uh, inside thing could lead to a very inappropriate reference on my part. <laughs> well, it's a reference. And the here, 
bad copy. It's yeah, these. Uh oh, he's really being made to look a bit of an idiot. My twin is dead in the forest. I am accustomed to taking precautions. These Saigon creatures never even considered that it was me who survived rather than their own commander. Hmm. The arrogance that typifies their kind. Saigons. Men. Huh. <laughs> I may have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but at the time, so did the Saigon. The future of my kingdom is imperiled. Elizabeth first turning into uh, the doctor's wife here a very unregal wedding as it were There's a reference to the fans saying that Doctor Who became a soap with all the uh, snogging and so on. Try and avoid doing that with the headphones because that creates a uh, bang which I'll have to edit out. Yes, everybody into the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Hey, look, the round things. <laughs> I love the round things. Round things. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the round things are. And we have Aratardis, which is good. <laughs> yes, and uh, the doctor, of course. Um, well, it's a, not a reference, but a pun on the. The uh, well, fans debate on whether or not the new TARDIS uh, was uh, an, of, an, of a nice design. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, the Saigons uh, are meeting their human duplicates in uh, the dark archives of the Tower of London. Uh, I would really like to see a placket uh, in the Tower of London uh, saying this is where the dark archives are. You're looking for a signpost, and maybe BBC are powerful, but they can't go altering national monuments that have been around for 800 years. Oh dear. Oh, this is very much a sort of microcosm of the larger choice that our doctor has to make. Yes, and what's happening is actually uh, they're planning to blow up London. And some nice reference pictures there. Please, tell me you are not about to do something unbelievably stupid. I'm sorry, Doctor. 
Again, reference to the uh, Doctor's larger choice uh, to blow up Gallifrey. Get the uh, cup of soup thing. No. It's a dehydrated. Uh, yes, I I know what a cup of soup is, but I didn't get the. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they. well, it's frozen in time, I suspect. Yes. yes. <coughs> okay. That's not possible. I was just. <laughs> And then we get back to a very, very shiny, loud and expensive sequence where we say it's like change in the painting because now there's three of them. Doctors are entering through the painting into the dark archives beneath the Tower of London. I'm the Doctor. Sorry. Also, this is showing up. Kate. Poor Dalek. Stuart. Fucking name of Shadow. Can't let mm. only be haunted at my personal point. There's nothing you can do, except. Oh, yes, there is. Nothing you can do with people. To save billions. How many times have you made that calculation? Once. Yes, that's not a good idea. You tell yourself it's justified, but it's a lie. Because what I did that day was wrong. Just wrong. And because I got it wrong, I'm going to make you get it right. How? Coordinate, sit down and cross. That must have taken a bit of practice. And then you're going to negotiate the most perfect. And with only seconds left, at five, at least they didn't go with the trope. 
and a shot of earth being safe and sound and so is London now. And a, a Cyberman, or and that is Susan, yes. the first, the Doctor's granddaughter. He's sitting there in a wingback chair, which yeah. would be better at home in a club. Well, in a way, we have. Don't steal that one. Steal that one. The doctor, my, my doctor. He's always talking about the day he did it. No, he's not. He's no, he's not. He's very. He's not talking about it very loudly, but he's not talking about it. Clara uh, talking to the uh, war doctor here about his. Imminent choice to uh, blow up Gallifrey. How many worlds has his regret saved, do you think? And that is the crux of the matter. Does the uh, doctor, the later doctors, Tennant and Smith, turn into the men they are because of the act the war doctor did? Then all things considered. That seems to be employed. Oh. And here is our interface. With so much eyeshadow, she's almost panda like. I'm ready. She hasn't aged that much, and I'm assuming the uh, imperfections in the skin and so on have been added. And he's gone. If he was ever really there in the first place. And when I saw this at the time, yeah. I actually shouted out, Big Red Button! Yes. <laughs> so did I and my wife in unison. It's a big red button. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a ruby, but it's still a big red button. I was sure when I came in here. There is no other way. The war doctor... Struggling with his choice. And yes, he is struggling with the identity of being the doctor. And that was a very nice quote. Kato Farmers, where it come from, or folklorist person? I don't actually know. Uh, it's it's just a bit of really good writing. Uh, so uh, she trying to persuade. Of course, this is the weapon with the conscience. So she's trying to persuade him not to use her.
Hopeful music. And what's the plural of TARDIS? TARDIS I? TARDISes? TARDIS socks? <laughs> I don't know. As opposed to TARDIS socks. Uh, and, uh, but a very nice uh, shot of both TARDISes. Uh, emerging at the same time. You clever boys. Now, isn't that a line that should be coming out of Clara's mouth? Three hands. Yes. What we do today is not out of fear or hatred. This is double lieutenant. He said, stroking beard. We are all bearded here. Oh, both of us. Claire is shaking her head. What? Teddy bear burning in the street. Very poignant. Is the imagery of of kids running through the streets uh, of well Gallifrey uh, and innocent time lords? Uh, or what's the Gallifreyans? They can't all be time lords, but innocent Gallifreyans. Uh, in slow motion again a very expensive shot uh, the bee really going all uh, out Very nicely composed shot with his face half in shadow, yes. trying to decide which path to take. Do you turn towards the light or the dark?
So that face will be a number of desktops. <laughs> Projection over. Please take all your uh, items with you when you leave the cinema. Telepathic. You know, I wondered, did Moffat have this idea from the beginning? Hmm. Yeah. First time the time war was mentioned at the relaunch, it's entirely possible he's taken a very long view. Yeah. Yeah. Show me spaceships.
This made me all tingly. Yes. Yes. I get the impression you're going to want to say something shortly, so. <laughs> well, yes, it made me all tingly. Eccleston coming in. Uh, and here it comes. The 13. Nice shot of. Catchphrase number one. Catchphrase number two. And catchphrase number three. Not so much a catchphrase as uh, just him sort of going, oh, really? Oh, we have a nice cup of tea. Very English, in a way. Everything is back to normal when you get a nice cup of tea. Life in Zoll, you are. What is it actually called? There's some debate over no more or Gallifrey forms. Not very encouraging. Oh, we can get more encouragement. So, there's more of the round things on the wall. Yes. Guess it's, guess it's not a time cup. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzlement. I won't remember this, will I? The time streams are out of sync. You can't attain it. No. So I will remember that I tried to save Gallifrey rather than burn it. I have to live with that. But for now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. Indeed. Thank you. Good, John. Sit. Stay. Mm -hmm. I wonder. Um, <laughs> don't want sand on it. The battered one. Yes. Now the moment of rain. Ah, tingly, tingly, tingly. It's not clear. I wouldn't remember either, so you might as well tell me. Tell you what? Where it is we're going that you don't want to talk about. Oh, yes. 
Now we get a reference. I saw Trenzalore, where I was buried. The dying battle on my millions. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's how the story ends. Nothing we can do about it. Trenzalore is where you're going. Oh, no, it's like nothing. Anyway, good to know my future is in safe hands. You know what disappointed me about this? I was really hoping uh, Peter Davison's daughter would be in it. Oh. I don't want to go. He always says that. Sort of final speechifying bit. Yes. And a mild surprise. <laughs> a confusing surprise. Retcon is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Although retconning away eight televisual years. <laughs> Tricky. The curator. Doesn't that sound like a supervillain? The yes. curator. Yes. <laughs> With the emphasis on. There isn't any reference to him actually being a curator. Being a curator. Being the, the great any curator. See, <laughs> I could retire. Hmm. I could retire and be the curator of this place. Hmm. You know, I really think you might. <laughs> <laughs> He does look really old at this point. Yes. And the voice is still sends shivers down the uh it's the doctor I grew up with. I never forget a face. I know you don't. And in years to come you might find yourself revisiting a few, but just the old favourites. <laughs> well, I hope that's a deliberate plot. I acquired it in remarkable circumstances. What do you make of the title? Well, which title is two? Hmm. No more. Gallifrey Falls. No, you see, that's where everybody's wrong. Hmm. It's all one title. What are you wanting? Yes. Falls, hmm. no more. Now, what would you think that means? Gallifrey didn't fall. It worked. It's still out there. I'm only a humble curator. I'm sure I wouldn't know. What is it indeed? Lost. Perhaps. Things to get lost, you know. Now you must excuse me. Oh, have a lot to do. Do I? Mm. Oh, what is that yes. what I'm supposed to do now? Go looking for Gallifrey? Well, it's entirely up to you. Your choice. I can only tell you what I would do. If I were you... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, perhaps I was you, of course. <laughs> you are me. <laughs> Congratulations, very, very much. Well, perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? 
Hagen's in his 90s. Still fairly uh, spry. Mara sometimes asks me if I dream. Of course I dream, I tell her. Everybody dreams. But what do you dream about, she asks. The same thing everybody dreams about, I tell her. I dream about where I'm going. She always laughs at that. But you're not going anywhere, you're just wandering about. It's not true. Mm. Oh, God. oh yeah, it was just a nice shot of uh, all the doctors. My journey is the same as yours, the same as anyone. Looking up so on, many, on so Gallifrey, I suppose. I know where I'm going. Where I've always been going. Peter Capaldi's not there. What? Peter Capaldi's not there. No. And we see the faces uh, popping up now over the end credits. There was William. Patrick. John Pertwee. Tom Baker. Peter Davidson. Very brief shot of him. Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, John Hurt, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, and Matt Smith. Still no Peter Capaldi. And that is more or less that. I'm going to try and bang this out on the feed fairly shortly after I record it, so I might leave it fairly raw. I'll take a look at it. So this isn't a regular gatecast, but thank you for listening and feel free to uh, tell your friends. Subscribe. Give us feedback. We like feedback. I'd like to thank Jakob for being strong-armed and basically sort of press-ganged into this. Thank you for having me, as it were. And good night, Internet. I've been Alan. And I've been Jacob. Bye, bye. Okay then, that was the day of the Doctor. Next week we're back with our regular programming with the Stargate Atlantis episode, Instinct. We hope you join us for that, and if you fancy leaving us some feedback, it will be most welcome. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.